This episode of From the Saddle is brought to you by the Australian Performance Horse Magazine, keeping you informed on all performance disciplines, competition news and results, feature stories, people, training, reviews and more. Available Australia-wide in print and worldwide digital via Google Play and the iTunes App Store. Go to performancehorsemag.com.au for your subscription and super merchandise. Five and just go away and recover. <laughs> Not even high pressure, I don't know the word to describe it. From the sound. Hello, Jay Hey, Jay, it's Scott and Caitlin. Hello, Scott and Caitlin. <laughs> hey, folks, Scotty Keogh here. I'm filling in for Kay Becker. Today, I've had the opportunity to interview a lady that I don't know so well, but I've, I've always really admired from a distance. Uh, today, we're interviewing the very, very capable Jay Hall. Jay is the daughter of Noel and Dallas Daly and the wife of Ben Hall, the infamous camp drafter. Jay is the mother of two beautiful kids and today she shares her story and journey in the equine world. How are you, Jay? Are you getting some much needed rain up there? No, we're not getting a lot. We've had, uh, well, we had 30 mil on both places for about a month ago, which uh, could have been good with follow-up and then just the last couple of days we've had 10 mil. So there's been good falls around, but... Um, we're not as bad this time of year as what we have been for the last nine years, so we're, we're hanging in pretty lucky, really. Well, you, you're resilient people, and uh, I want to know about the start. I know your brothers. Uh, they were the most capable, toughest men I've seen, I think, on the Australian radio circuit, and then I probably first uh, noticed you when you became Mrs. Uh, ben Hall. Uh, so can you take me to the start, mate? Growing up, Julia Creek, I'm guessing? Yeah, Julia Creek, Kaiwara Station, and... Uh, had a great childhood. It was all um, pretty well about work, uh, a lot of it, but um, we did a few drafts and as the boys, oh well, they weren't even very old, they got up and got rodeoing and um, in the beginning I did School of the Air at home in the little hut. It was an old hut at Kaiwara and uh, a pedestal fan and we could look out the window and in those days you could do your papers early, get them done, get them done, and then you could go mustering for a week or do yeah, whatever you wanted to do, so as long as you had your... We had our one-on-air lesson a day, and uh, the rest of it was all just handwritten papers. And um, and from there, I went to boarding school in Townsville, which um, I think I cried most of the holidays worrying about having to go back to school, the bus trip back, and it was uh, it was a school on the beach, and I hate the beach, and I hate swimming too. I'd rather run around a waterhole than go swimming, so probably wasn't the perfect choice. But anyway, toughed it out there. I I must have been a bad kid thinking back because I started school pretty young, and I badly wanted to go to Longish Pastoral College, but you had to be 15 to go at the time, so uh, I was only 15 in grade 11. So um, I think Mum and Dad thought if I stopped in year 10 and Went to work, well, I probably wouldn't go back to a uh, college. So I toughed out year 11, and um, I was a bit of a Nigel at school. I think I wasn't trendy because um, I'd only ever heard Slim Dusty from Dad before I went <laughs> to school, so I really wasn't up with the music, and I wasn't up with the fashions, and all I could do was sport. But um, anyway, went to Longreach Pastoral College, was two of the best years of my life there. It was um, it was before all the major changes and everything sort of came in there too and had uh, great friends there. And, uh, yeah, I did two years. You did two years of everything then, which I think is a great thing because you go 
onto a station, you've got to be able to ride a horse, ride a bike, possibly fix a windmill. We did two weeks mustering at Chatsworth. We did shearing, we did crutching, we um, did chainsaws, you know, everything, fencing that you might do on a station. And the next year we, uh, we were able to go into something specialised, which mine was horses and cattle as always. And it just gave you a good broad broad range of everything on a station and it, it gave a lot of kids a lot of idea on where, which way they wanted to go and where they wanted to go and from that I went to the Territory, um, worked at Bunda Station, their stud, stud cattle um, and that was uh, that was a great experience too. A friend of mine, Nicky Britz and I went out there and um, did the season out there. We we rode breakers and took um, took the cattle to Alice Springs, it's the coldest of ever been camping in a swag. True, to get true, up and, been there in the winter. Oh, break the ice off the trough the next morning. Like, And our Brahmins wake up the next morning and they're washing their Herefords and God almighty, it was cold. <laughs> but anyway, it's a different country, but that was, that was a really great experience out there. And from there, I think I, I must have gone to America then. That's when I went with my mad brother to America and a few other friends. Now, which and, mad um, brother? Because you have two mad brothers. Yeah, we, Kelly and Darcy. Brothers, that was Kelly. Kelly, yep. yes. Well, we weren't to be seen with them when we were out in public because they and the American girls might have thought that we were girlfriends, so we had to be keep our distance. We even had to ride in the back of their car, for God's sake. We weren't even allowed in the front. But um, did six months over there. Uh, it was about five of us all went over together. Just like holidaying, touring. No, we just, no, the worst thing is, Scotty, we just worked, eh? Oh, the boys did a bit of touring, but I regret it a little bit now. I didn't even go to the Grand Canyon. I didn't go to, I went to J.D. Hudgens, worked there, uh, worked on different cutting places, different raining places. Uh, didn't do much touristy at all. And then I went up to Canada, actually, saw a friend up there, went snow skiing and ice skating on a beaver dam and came back home to one of the biggest droughts and it was stinking hot. We got home Christmas Eve, had cattle on the road, and any extra weight we were carrying soon got worked off us and melted off us anyway, and Cal and I both came back then. A couple of others that were there, they, Matt Sargood, yep. only just returned a few years ago, and Joe Olbeck, she returned a few years ago. Tim Minogue, he was the other one over there with us. Yep. Um, it all started off as going to be a bit of a, um, like, exchange student thing, but... Um, Went to Cal Poly University for a while and it was all sort of, yeah, it was well set up for us. But um, I couldn't live over there. It was great to see it all and everything. And um, I always came back to Kaiwara. I was always sort of doing the stud work and stuff there. And um, that was always my base. And then um, I think I went to New Zealand then, like riding young polo horses for Ross Ainsley, who was another mate from Poly. Yeah, very successful. Really good horseman. Really good horseman. Tell me, Jay, I'm, I'm always so interested in, in um, people's start. Like when, when I see you at, you know, Warwick, you're, you're so competitive. Um, you could win any major draft anywhere. Was there a day that the penny dropped for you or was there a mentor or a technique? I'm sure so many people would love to hear that side of things. Um, well, we always had horses growing up, uh, mum and dad. Even the stallion that we've got now, I'll play Rio, we've had that breed for about four generations. And Dad was always a very good drafter. He was very um, solid in his mind. 
Uh, if he got to a final, it was hard to beat once he got in the final. Mum's horses were always really soft and um, we didn't have motorbikes at home. I used to run down the horse paddock and catch a horse and canter home sort of thing and, you know, you'd ride a horse to run the horses in and there was, yeah, mum and dad and then, of course, mum and dad taught a lot, I guess, in just the way that you worked with them at home and, and drafting. They were always there when you drafted and then, of course, I got to ride old Lex and Reliable with Ben and... Um, between Ben and those two horses taught me a lot too if you get to ride those sort of horses. Okay, tell me now, what's the best thing you've learned about camp drafting from your husband? The best thing about camp drafting would be that uh, just take each run as, as, like if you're at the final of Warwick Gold Cup, it's just another run. You know, if a horse does something wrong, just forget about that one and go on with the next one. Yeah, right. When you're at a, at a local draft and you see the average rider having trouble, what, what's the generic thing you see? that if, if you were doing a camp draft school tomorrow or a horsemanship school tomorrow, what would be your main point? To what they could do if they're having trouble? Yeah, you know, you obviously go to a lot of drafts and you see the same, um, you know, it's, it's just so widely supported in our camp draft. We have a lot of weekend riders. Yeah, I think go back to basics, Scotty. You've got to go, got to flow back down again and just, Go back to basics, a lot of horses lose confidence, a lot of people, a lot of girls especially worrying about who's watching them. I think that's the worst thing. They, they Like, you can sit at the camp and be talking to people and you don't even see the run inside and everyone's only human, everyone's got them and Ben's got horses that run off, do things wrong. Like, you know, it's um, girls worry, mostly girls, women worry about people the people come to watch Pete Comiskey and Ben Hall and and you know they uh they don't just sit there and watch I think confidence uh have a good relationship with your horse if you're having trouble just slow everything down go back back to basics and get your foundation better again Right, so um, speaking of lady riders, I see uh, via Facebook um, your daughter, very competitive and um, and looks like she's really following in the footsteps. Yeah, she is, Madison. She's um, got the coolest head on her, which I think is a big thing. She never seems to get out of position a lot. She never worries, win, lose or draw. It's like she, she doesn't get that excited about anything. Half the time, Ben or I are more excited for her when she won that big novice purse. It was uh, like she'd been for a canter through the channels. But she's just got a really cool head. We've always uh, made sure she's been on safe and capable horses, but she's making her own now. It's nothing for her to go ride four young horses after school, breaks them in and rides, and she'll come back with a piglet on it one day or she'll take her dogs and just go riding through the channels. And I haven't got a shoeing them yet. I've still got to do that. But Yeah, work on that. Yeah, then she can do mine too. Tell me uh, why it's equally as passionate, but um, he's a machinery man and loves it, they tell me. <laughs> yeah, yep, totally different way, Whitey. If you ask him, he'll tell you he hates horses. And he's such a soft little fella, he doesn't actually hate horses, but he hates the concept of having to ride horses. But he's natural when it comes to machines. He'll, he'll get on a dozer or a loader. He's actually booked himself into boarding school next year because he said he wants to go and get himself a mechanics trade and... So he knows which direction he's going, and and that's the main thing I think. If he uh, he might get there and decide he doesn't want to, this will always be here. This will always be here if he wants to come back to this. 
their cattle and horses. The door will always be open, but at the moment, I think we have to support him in the way he wants to go, and if that's different to Madison, well, that's just how they are. It's easy for her. She steps out of here, there's horses, dogs, cattle, you know, everything at the doorstep, but um, Ben's away so much that it's it's sort of hard for Whitey with... Um, been raised with a bunch of girls really and um, I can only do so much mechanics everything else has got to be done on the place and but yeah he came to me one time he was only little and and he he wanted to go jump start the dozer down the paddock and uh, he's sitting up on the dozer with his earmuffs on and and I'm sort of saying to him you know you've got to positive to positive and, you know, negative to negative. And next minute he's out the back. And uh, I said, what are you doing? You've got to get on here because I need you to pull some levers and all. He said, oh, just wait till you start it, Mum, in case you blow the whole thing up. So he doesn't have a lot of faith in uh, in my mechanics, but um, he's passionate about it. And I, I think life's too short. You've got to let them go the way they want to go so long as they're not selling drugs on the street and, yeah, do what they want to do. So, Jay, tell us about the um, boarding school interview. <laughs> oh gosh, Ben wasn't that keen on coming for a start. Anyway, I sort of said to him, "Well, if you want to see which way he's going to go and where he's going to be, I think you should come." And it's a big thing. We went to look at three schools, and um, it's funny, you know, because we actually all had the same opinion on the schools when we got out. But there was one school there. The first school, yeah, really, really sort of signed on to Wyatt, asked him questions and really took an interest in Wyatt. The next school didn't really ask Wyatt any questions, took us straight to the dining room and we talked about what they were going to eat for 20 minutes, which I said, in the end, they're going to have to eat whatever you dish up to them. So then we went to the horse and cattle section and Wyatt yawned his head off there for another half an hour while he talked about the horse and cattle opportunities at the school and we'd barely got out of that fella's office and I don't think the door had even cracked close and Wyatt, he said, well... You can cross this one off your list. He said, if I've got to come here and do a horse and cattle section, he said, I'm not coming to this one. (laughs) (laughs) Then the next one we went to and the principal said to him, well, why do you want to come to boarding school? And he said, well, there's nothing for me at Bibble. I want to come here and learn a trade and be a mechanic. And I don't know, Ben and the principal both near fell off their chairs. So how old is he now, Jay? He's 13, just turned 13. Right. Well, if I know his father and auntie... um I don't think they got too many uni degrees <laughs> and a couple of his uncles. So um, I think he's a very impressive young lad. And uh, I, I think uh, so many people like myself think of you as a leader in the industry. Uh, you're always very impressive to watch and, and it's a credit to you what you uh, you and Ben are doing with your play Rios. And uh, we wish you a lot of success. So uh, we really enjoyed talking to you this morning, Jay. I hopefully might see you at uh, the Warwick Old Cup. Hopefully we've got one to go to next year, so uh, I normally bump into you and say hello there. So we really appreciate your time this morning. That'd be great. Thanks, Scotty. Hope it all gets back to normal next year. Thanks, Jay. Thanks, Caitlin. Bye. From the Saddle is brought to you by Hewitt Consulting and Communications. Specialising in rural business and marketing design, find them on Facebook and Instagram.